Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the ProtoLabs Q&A session. My name's Sarah and I'll be the host for today. Um, now today I'm really excited to be joined by David Ewing. He's our product manager for CNC across Europe and he'll be our expert today as we answer your questions on design optimization. Hi David. Hello Sarah, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Are you? Excellent, thank you very much. Yep, not bad. Fabulous. Welcome to the ProtoLabs Q&As. Um, so, David, thanks again for joining us and welcome to your first of what I'm sure will be very, very many ProtoLabs Q&A sessions as we, as we move on through the year. So, for our listeners, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I've just recently started with ProtoLabs as a, as a CNC product manager. Um, before that, I was a product manager for Renishaw and I was managing um, metal 3D printing. So, a little bit of experience of uh, both manufacturing techniques. Great. Okay, that's brilliant. Thanks, David. So once again, our listeners have not let us down and they've submitted some great questions, some technical, some a little bit challenging. So I hope you're up for it today. Hopefully we're not too hard. But yep, <laughs> forever, Matt, we'll see what I can do. <laughs> brilliant. So just a couple of questions from me to begin with, David. So really, if we could tell our, our listeners, what is CNC machining and why is it important? Okay, um, if I split that into two questions, the what and the why. Uh, so, so first of all, what is it? If we use its full name, it's Computer Numerical Control Machining, which is a, a bit of a mouthful. It's probably why we use CNC. Um, it was a good way to describe it at, at its time, but um, kind of outdated, outdated now, really. We think of a machine, and we naturally think of a machine as having a, a brain and a body. Uh, and a machine's really anything that can automate a, a repetitive task. Um, so, in fact, most, most machines now could be described as a CNC, and we, we describe them as a CNC lathe, a CNC mill. Um, you can have a CNC laser cutter, CNC bending press, all sorts. Even, even a 3D printer is really a CNC machine. Mm. Um, but we in, in ProtoLabs, we tend to use it mostly to refer to, to mills and lathes. And both of these work with, with rotation. So on a lathe, the part's spinning around and we, we bring some tooling into it. And on, on, a, on a mill, the part's static and we've got some rotating cutters. So that's that's what it is. But why is it important? Um, it, it's important because it is a it is a tool. And um, I think tool, tools have been really, really important for us as a, as a human race, right from when we first used bone and bone needles to sew things together to make clothing that was warmer or um, a stone axe to to chop wood to make a shelter. So tools are there to help us to make our lives you know, better or longer or, or even just more fun. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, a, a CNC tool is, is, is probably more important than all the rest because um, it's uh, it's something we used to use in, in, in additive manufacturing. We used to say complexity for free. And um, mm. all right, what we really meant there was complexity almost for free um, and then it's and it's you know it's just true of 3d printing but it's it is equally applicable to cnc I mean, you know what do i what do i mean for free obviously we're not we're not giving free parts away um but if, if i take a couple of examples that um you know powered the industrial revolution so um mm -hmm. power for free and communications for free um mm -hmm. like i said nothing's free but i fill up my car put 50 pounds of petrol in there and it, and it gives me you know 150 horses or i flick a switch and for a few pence i can i can um 
illuminate my whole whole house. Uh, same with communications. Okay, I, I, I pay ten pounds a month for this internet connection, but um, infinite emails. Um, don't get me don't get me started on my inbox. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, you know, we travel at the speed of light, and, and for nothing really, for nothing, ten pounds a month. It's um, so yeah, CNC. When you when you compare where we were maybe a hundred years ago, where you had to train somebody up and you had a highly highly skilled um, craftsperson who you know it might might take might take days or weeks to sort of slowly hone something, and and now we can make a part for you at the flick of a switch because we've got you know the robots doing all the all the decode and generating the uh, the programs. Um, so. Um, did I answer why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. Did I why it's important? Yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I could just throw in there. Uh, yeah, if that was a bit too philosophical, but, uh, you know, I can make really, really cool shiny gear from a mountain bike too. So you know, it's definitely important. It is absolutely great. And um, so, what are the advantages of using CNC processor rather than and any of the others? Perhaps you know what what Proto Labs have or or other manufacturers. Uh, it depends. It depends really what you're comparing it to. I mean, the main benefit of CNC is, is speed. You know, it's quite mm-hmm. quick to, to remove material. Um, we've got a wide range of materials available with CNC. Basically, anything anything you can cut really, and that that's that material range is improved with the advent of carbide and diamond cutting tools, which give a really kind of good smooth surface finish. Um, it's often combined. CNCs are probably the most combined technology is an enabler. So mm-hmm. um, I've done a lot of work with metal 3D printed bikes, but you, you still need to CNC machine the bearing fits on, yeah. on it on those. Um, so, you know, it supplements things like castings and forgings. Um, and it's quite clever. If you can use both of those, you, you can get the material, most of the material where you need it. You know, we call that near net shape um, manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And we can use use a high accuracy CNC where required. Um, but I suppose the main advantage to, to Protolabs, the way, way we do CNC, is that you don't, we've got really quite clever fixturing system and, and, and the software code. So there's not really a tooling investment irrespective of the part shape. Um, mm-hmm. We keep loads of materials in stock. Um, so really, we're, we're good at the two things that most manufacturers hate um, <laughs> odd, odd, odd materials and, and, and one offs, you know. It, it's just as easy for us to accommodate a one-off as it is as it is a quantity. So, if I go back to that complexity for free, we're, we're trying to get you closer and closer to that. And obviously, we charge a fair price for that, but um, we don't, you know, we don't have kind of big one-off charges. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Okay, so we're going to um, jump over then to some questions that aren't all mine. Um, so we've got a question here that's been submitted by one of our listeners, Mike. And Mike has asked, what advice would you give on hole depth and diameter? Okay. Um, so I'd, my, my advice whenever I was designing something was, you know, and, and this holds true of any design really, mm-hmm. Can you visualize it being made, and can you know? Can you see the tools making your part in your mind's eye? And and if you can, then it's going to make it easier to manufacture. Um, so holes holes are made with drills um, sometimes, but, but more often than actually, we use a cutter to to cut the hole, and um, we do that. We we use a smaller cutter so that the chips and the swarf can can get out 
and we use some machines um, software of the, the CNC code mm -hmm. to interpolate. So we can make a bigger hole with a small cutter by, by moving that cutter in a circular motion. It moves around and around. Um, so we, the important thing to think about when you're visualizing those tools are, are depth. And um, in my life, I've broken lots and lots of <laughs> one millimeter drill bits. <laughs> um, I've broken some two mil, three mil, and probably four mil as well. But never <laughs> in my life have I broken the 10 millimeter bit not not yet anyway no. um you know and that's pretty easy to visualize why a one millimeter diameter drill bit it's it's pretty spindly it's got it's got you know what we call a slenderness ratio in, in engineering it doesn't take much force or, or a bit of side load to, to snap that and that's basically why we limit limit tools and uh, we limit tool depth so with a kind of six millimeter hole you can go about 45 millimeters deep yeah. um but a one millimeter hole we limit that to, to a bit about six six millimeters ish so i you know i use a rule of thumb of about five or times five or six times the diameter to give you a, a hole depth mm -hmm. as a as a general rule and um i suppose one other tip that you can use to get around that is it, it um if you want a slightly deeper hole you can add a counterbore so that's essentially a hole within a hole and, yeah. and by stepping down the diameter with each of those you can get relatively deep compared to the to the face that you've started on wonderful well mike i hope that answers your um, your question and, and definitely great advice there david thank you so we're going to swiftly move on to um a question from ivan so ivan saying my current design is quite complex what tolerance can i achieve with you tolerance is a good question now, now we we offer Plus, plus or minus 100 microns, so 0.1 of a millimetre as, as our standard. I'd say there's a few ca caveats in that. Though. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one would be bigger parts. Um, so we can do like about 600 millimetres in aluminium. Aluminium is subject to, to, to thermal growth, so it can expand, uh, uh, contract as well if it gets cooler. Um, not thermal growth, normally, we normally refer to it in parts per million per centigrade, um, mm. which sounds complicated, but it's pretty easy to work out. So I think for aluminium, it's about 20, 24-ish, like that. So mm -hmm. basically for every for every degree, it gets warmer. If it's a metre long, it's going to grow by 24 microns. Um, so yeah, you've got to consider that. Uh, the other thing is, you know, if I come back to that slenderness ratio, if, if, if parts are thin or spindly or kind of otherwise awkward um not gonna have a lot of stiffness and, and so the part itself is prone to distortion and, and you know that affects all manufacturing methods um i've found it a lot in the past with 3d printed parts there's inherent stresses in there because you're heating them up and cooling them yeah uh same with cnc you start with a billet that's been heated up and cooled at some point in its life and then you take away a load of material that, that was supporting it so you know, there's residual stresses in there that that will tend to to make that move around a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, there was one more thing as well. While I remember, so um, the plastic, the, the materials, the plastics. Uh, well, well, they're plastic. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, they're not the stiffest of materials, so they can warp, warp slightly. Some are some absorb water, which is what, what we call hydroscopic. Mm -hmm. um, so they can kind of swell or grow over time. So those materials sort of move around a little bit. So I, I guess 
if you want high tolerances, um, the best materials, the two best materials for to pick a metal and a plastic, probably aluminium, um, 6082 is the easiest one to, mm-hmm. to cut. It, it, you know, it's, it's a very stable material, easy to cut, so you can get good tolerances on that. And then if I had to pick a second one, Delrin, which is acetal, um, a very yeah. plastic, but you know, it's, it's very resistant to um, water absorption. So, yeah, that's, that's another good one. Brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. So I hope that covers everything for you. So moving on now to a question that's come from Adam C. Uh, There's a threaded element to my part design. Do you have any guidelines on maximum size I should go for? Yep. Um, So metric threads, kind of M3 to M10, we're fully covered. Uh, We've got some fine threads and we do... Um, unified coarse and unified fine inch based threads. Um, my rule of thumb is always um, lim- limit depth. You know, again, be kind to those little thin cutters. So times two and a half. If you've got a M10 thread, no deeper than 25 millimeters, and that's generally a good um, good rule of thumb to go with. And we have got, if you look on protolabs.co.uk/cnc-threads, we've got um, a full guide on there with all the threads that we do. Brilliant. Uh, a great, great plug there to the website. Thanks, David. Right. So I'm going to move on to a question from Natalia. And um, Natalia's heard about burring, but can you actually explain what this is, David? Yeah. So a burr is a, it's a sharp edge, really. It's a raised portion. Um, you find it along an edge. So the aim of a milling cutter is we, we, we set set the speeds to leave a nice clean cut we want it to chip or to cut um, and it's pretty straightforward to do that on a flat surface but where two flat surfaces two faces meet you've got an edge and one edge has got to be cut first the second one but when we cut over it, it it's a tendency to to push rid of some of the materials you can get get a burr which is just basically a raised bit that can be sharp um to solve that, we've got deburring tools, and we run those at different speeds, and they, they leave a really tiny chamfer all on your part. And because now we've broken that corner from a 90-degree into two 45-degree um, corners, there's, there's little or no chance of a burr. Uh, if we can't get to a particular position with that tool, then, then we use hand tools to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, I really like the light bead blast finish. It's um, We use high-pressure media there, and we, we, we um, blast it to give a nice silk finish in it. I'll naturally take off any any corners as well. Fantastic, that's great. So, Natalia, I hope that's answered. Um, explain what what bearing is for you, right? So, we're we're really running out of time, David. Believe it or not. So, I think we're going to squeeze one more in, and this has come from Victor, and it's Victor's asking what restrictions do I have? So, presuming that's with CNC machining. CNC machining, and well, everything's got limitations, and really the first is material. We've got 30 or so, so hopefully we've we've got something suitable for you, but, you know, we really can't stop them all. So, mm-hmm. sorry, gold's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, next is size. So we, we're down to about six millimetres, which is pretty small, and up to, say, like, 600 for, for aluminium. Um, generally, we've got a kind of maximum thickness of about 100 millimetres. And finally, machinability. So kind of round cutters make round or radius holes. So if you want a square hole, you need to turn to kind of wire erosion or 3D printing. Um, but, yeah, we've, with any processes, some nuances. So we've got three options, really. You can go, go to the web, find advice, service, there's some free guides, upload your quote and give you free design for manufacturing advice. Or we're happy to 
take time to explain it in person to you. That's fantastic. No, that's great. Um, I know it's, it's, it's weird, but um, that's all we've got time for, I'm afraid, David. Uh, time flies when you're certainly having fun. But um, I've no doubt that you're going to come back and join us for another session because we've still got some fantastic questions that have been submitted by our listeners. So it'd be great if you could join us again. I certainly will, yep. Brilliant. So thank you to everybody that got involved and sent some great questions through. And of course, yes, thank you to David for being our expert for today. <laughs> Thank you very much as well to you, Sarah, and, and so, to everyone listening. Yeah, and so remember, if you have any questions that you'd like one of our experts to answer, then drop them out to our dedicated email address, which is protolabsqa at protolabs.co.uk, or use hashtag protolabsqa on social media. So finally, I'd just like to tell you about some of the other resources, and, and kindly David also um, uh, I mentioned them in his Q&A session that are available on the website. So if you pop along to protolabs.co.uk, there's some great technical papers, case studies, and the Protolabs Insight video and podcast series, which I believe you're also a star of, David. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also, don't forget to join us for the next Q&A session. So look out on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for our question call-outs and get involved. So for now, have a great afternoon. Take care and keep safe and see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, all.